Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Well, hey, welcome to another episode of What is the Point? And yes, you know it. Yeah. You know it. We're, you know it. Can we say it? With my two new guests. <laughs> new. And I'm calling you new. You're not actually new. We're not new. But you're new people. We're, We're kind of new. New people. New year, new us. Here's what you don't understand. There Ooh. has been, how long How long has it been since our last podcast? Oh, I wish I would have counted Was it, it August? It's been 84 years. Can I do it by the days and the minutes? 600. No. No, that'd be way less than that. 90. No. It's More been a lot. That. It's been August. a lot of days. It's been a long time, okay? And we have missed you. So yeah. we are over two hundred days. Over two what? over two hundred days. That was if it's seven months. That was William Maxwell. <laughs> What's up, guys? Such a boy. Tell him. Here we go. <laughs> and and I'm here with oh my gosh, Heather Michael. There we go. You never know what he's gonna call me, Michael. But you I feel like know. we need some context of Soldier Boy. You Michael. just me Soldier Boy out of nowhere. <laughs> Soldier Boy is the greatest musician of all time. Oh my gosh. And we're going to ignore that. Anyway. We're going to keep going on with the podcast. Already on shenanigans <laughs> on episode <laughs> one of, you know what? what? You know what we're calling this? A new season. A new this season. This is a new season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, there's a couple things that brought us back, honestly. Okay. Were we retired? <laughs> Maybe it was like, like a Brady. We're Brady. Retirement. We're Tom Brady. Yeah, no. it was like Brady, a Jordan mid-season crisis. Yeah, and then you, you, you got come picked on up back. by a new network. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we are now on Netflix, where things can be a little oh edgier. <laughs> new sponsor, but we—I think for all of us, we've had kind of a couple experiences um, in this. And I don't want to get churchy, but past season, yeah, maybe it's not, totally. churchy. Um, it's not churchy at all. Real past season that we're like. Man, it was kind of a crazy ride there for a little bit, yeah. and we're not te- net. We're not on the other side just yet, mm-hmm. but we can we can kind of see where we were and we like where we're at, right? Totally. So, uh, okay, Heather, kick me off. W- mm. What's been going on in your life? Where are you at right now? Oh, um, give me kind of the snapshot. Yeah. Um, well, I've already been married for a year now. At the end of this month, how many kids? <laughs> Oh. Negative. Well, <laughs> Negative right kids. There. Yeah, a couple of nieces and question, nephews. Though? Dude, we've been getting it Don't since before it? we even got married. So um, <laughs> I need to start thinking of some really creative responses so that people would stop asking. But um, yeah, already been a year at the end of this month, which is crazy. Um, it's been super fun, but definitely, like you said, learned a lot. It's a definitely a new season in my life. Um, but it's been great. So, um, yeah, I've been married for about a year, quit, um, corporate America, quit my <laughs> nine to five, um, job, which, tell. yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a little How bit did later. You quit? Did you like just chuck everything up? There and just I just stormed? didn't show up one day. That's no, not, I'm kidding. I, I was very stuff. professional, um, did, did the thing, but, um, yeah, so I did that kind of late 2021. So I've just kind of been doing the real estate thing and, um, just chilling, which if you listen to any of the previous podcasts, the majority of what I talked about was work, um, which is an underlying theme in my life that I've been able to kind of process through. But um, it's been really good for me just to kind of take a step back and just to kind of really, I mean, again, it's a little bit of foreshadowing for the conversation that we're going to have today, but just really thinking about kind of what is the life that I want to live 
um, what's important to me and what do I just want to prioritize in this season so that moving forward, it's sustainable and it's, you know, healthy. So that's kind of, it's kind of where I'm at. I love it. And I'm excited to dive into that a little bit more after this, but Will, fill me in, man. <laughs> the hair, new, new, new I hair. mean, tell me. New hair, uh, just chilling. Uh, nothing's changed. No, I, uh, if you listen to the last podcast, uh, my great friends have reminded me over and over again and encouraged me about starting uh, 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 something that I've been passionate about, which mm-hmm. has been called The Table, mm-hmm. uh, where we can have conversations about uh, race and, and topics like that that are going on in the world that are very, uh, uh, you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. They're so big, you can't ignore it anymore. So I've since started a website where resources can be found, conversations can be had. Uh, so that's been something that has been uh, phenomenal to do. Uh, we have a second kid on Woo-hoo! the way uh, coming in May. So <laughs> little awesome. baby girl, Maya. Yay. Uh, and I'm still happily married. So amazing. That's, I mean, I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. I, I love it. So your past self inspired your present self to create a new future self. Ooh. Is that what I'm hearing? Wow. wow. Is that what I'm hearing? That's, yes. Couldn't have said it better. Oh my gosh. You, you know what's crazy? It's like, if you, this is going to be, this is a plug, okay? But if you <laughs> apply some of these words, some of these principles that mm-hmm. we actually talk about on here, your life looks different. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's a good point. <laughs> Blows my mind. And I know Heather is withholding some big information, so we'll hit that later. But I have no idea what he's talking about. What? <laughs> TikTok. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, here's what's happened. Each one of us since this last episode, okay, we took something from that where it's like, okay, let's totally. just start something. Let's start yeah. something. Let's try something. Let's be vulnerable. Let's start something. Let's put ourselves out there and let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it passed uh, six months ago, got to launch a campus uh, with North Point in Republic. And, uh, you know, you, you pay the dummy tax on a lot of things, but it has been uh, just a crazy experience. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about myself, a lot about my family, <laughs> a lot <laughs> about um, people in general, circumstances, <laughs> community, um, what being a pastor means. And it's not probably what you think. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that it's just like, you know what, just start it, just do it. Yeah. it you'll figure it out as you go. Totally. Deal. And really today, it's kind of, we're talking a little bit about that. Um, one of the things that I think all of us needed here at this table was mm-hmm. permission to design our lives the way that we wanted to. 100%. Because we've talked about it in past episodes of, okay, don't live by default, live by design. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? And I think for us, it took like six months to be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do, let's do something because mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand still. And as we started getting a taste of what designing our life looks like, um, I think we liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. like for all of us right here, um, like we're not replacing God with us. That's not mm-hmm. the goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to be a good steward of what God has given us. Mm-hmm. And he's given us talents, he's given us time, he's given us energy, he's given us uh, convictions and a passion for certain things. And it looks different for every one of us mm-hmm. around this table. But today we wanted to break that down just a little bit and give you invita- uh, uh, really give you permission yeah. to be able to design your life. And so I'll kick it off with this. Like, what does designing your life even look like? Man, first of all, I feel like I could run through a brick wall right now. <laughs> I just got, I just got so pumped up by that. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I think designing your life is really just living more intentionally and more purposefully. And I think, again, John, exactly what you're saying in the past six months, it's really just this realization that I have not been doing that. I've definitely been living 
honestly, really probably the past three or four years kind of by default. Um, and so a lot of reflection and a lot of just, yeah, a lot of reflection has gone into, into those realizations. But I think when you're living by default, you can't, you know, it's that saying you can't really see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think you, you ultimately, you know, wake up one day or you have this realization of like, how did I get here? Like, this isn't the, the dream life that I have. This isn't the life that I want to be living, but because you haven't been living by design, it's really hard to pinpoint how you got here. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it wasn't intentional. It wasn't purposeful. Um, and because of that, it, it's, it's hard to say, okay, well, what do I need to replicate to get where I want to go? Or what do I need to, to get rid of, to get to where I want to go? So and true. that's, that's a hard thing to do, um, when you're not living by design. And so I'm, I'm curious, have you guys ever heard of the concept called design thinking, design thinking? Let's pretend that Mart hasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you? I know, but explain it for the rest of us. Okay, please. cool. Well, it's it's brand new to me, um, oddly enough. And I and I wish that I had seen this sooner just because I think this has been really helpful for me. And and I'm a very practical person, which you'll you'll learn. Um, so I need tangible practical tools to kind of help me step out of things like that. And so um basically what it is is it's kind of just like this series of of thoughts and kind of this way of, of thinking. Um and 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 it's an old, old concept. So this isn't anything new. I'm just really behind the, the, the A ball on this thing or cue ball, whatever that saying is. Um, somebody help <laughs> behind the ball, I'm behind the ball, whatever ball it is. I'm behind it. Be more specific. Totally. Um, but anyway, so there's these, these two professors from Stanford, their names are Bill Burnett and Dave Evans cause credit where credit is due, but they've really taken this super old concept and they've kind of just elevated it, so to speak. Um, and like I said, they're professors at Stanford. So they're always around young adults, right? They're around people kind of of our age, um, that are really in these big key transitions in their lives. Arguably one of the biggest and, and first transitions is from college to the real world or from high school to the real world, right? If that's kind of the, the route that you go. Um, and what they've realized by spending all of this time and having all of these conversations is that young people really find themselves stuck a lot in that transition of just like, I don't know what to do next. Um, I don't know what is for me, but I know that this isn't it. But what they've also realized is that they don't really have the tools to get unstuck. And I read that and I'm like, man, I definitely relate to that. So um, kind of borrowing some techniques from that design thinking that we talked about, they created this framework for designing your life. Um, and it's fascinating and we don't have enough time today to get really into like the meat and potatoes of like the super cool stuff. But one thing that I love and a technique that they kind of emphasize, um, is prototyping. Right. And so I love it because every single one of us can do it. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what you do. We all have access to people, right? We all have people in our lives that we know. Um, and, and basically what they're saying with prototyping is it's just testing ideas that use the minimum amount of time and the minimum amount of resources that we have to answer really life's critical questions. Why am I here? What should I be doing? Like, what is my purpose? All of those things that we ask, right, in this stage of our lives. Um, and so literally it's as simple as find somebody that you're curious about, find somebody that is living a life on purpose with direction, and, and you can see that and invite them to coffee like buy them coffee, ask them for their story. And you already said this, but people have paid the dummy tax for you. Learn from that. Like you don't have to pay the dummy tax, invite them to coffee, learn from them, and then start designing your life accordingly. And so I love that. Yeah. And when I think about designing my life, you know, I picture it in my head, Yeah. right? So it's, it's kind of a picture because design is always like aesthetically totally. pleasing yeah. to me. And I think 
I don't know. When, when I think about it, it's it, so many times we're like, well, I need to make my house perfect. I need to make everything, <laughs> yeah. you know, I need to make my work environment perfect. I need to mm-hmm. make everything, like when I think about designing my life and it's like, what you're saying is just, what's the simplest thing you can do? Totally. The simplest thing is find somebody else who mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I like what they did. Yeah. You think I could do that? Yeah. 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 I bet you're good. Totally. Yeah. It's that simple. So good. I, uh, <clears throat> very visual person, right? So I immediately think of like, okay, like, like a water slide, right? <laughs> this is the default in design, right? Because I've heard that before and yeah. we've talked about it before. But I think the, 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 the lie or the myth about default is that you think you're living by design. So like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I choose, like I chose to go down the water slide. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is my choice. Yeah. Like, it's good. But I didn't design how this slide would go. Totally. I didn't design the left, the right, the loops, the, you know, yeah. whatever for that slide. Um, you just chose one of the four default options. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. So, so, so just like what Heather said to piggyback off of that is like, okay, now I'm designing the slide. Wow. I'm choosing to design what this actually looks like uh, instead of just the, so like living life intentionally, living mm-hmm. life how I do want it to go. Yeah, there's going to be bumps. Yeah, there's going to be things that are unexpected, but that's exactly what you were talking yeah. about is that there are people who've already paid that dummy tax. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's surrounding myself with those people, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be on social media, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll get into some of that later, but uh, get, uh, social media or my friends or family, whatever, uh, being very intentional about who I have in my circle. Yeah. So that way they can keep me accountable uh, with the life that I'm trying to build. Love that. Yeah. And I'll go ethereal because I think we'll get practical on this next question right here. But like the way that I think about it, (laughs) somebody told me this the other day and it literally blew my mind. Have you guys heard of Australian cattle ranchers? No. <laughs> explain, explain for Heather. Forever. Forever. Because I'm sure all of you do. Totally. Yeah, totally. totally. All right. So apparently it's like these cattle ranchers that have, I mean, they have all this cattle, hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cattle. Mm-hmm. And they're on just acres of acres of acres of land. Like these cattle can go anywhere, do anything mm. like, and people will come up and be like, where's all your cattle? And the ranchers are like, no, oh, they're around. Yeah. And they're like, why are you not worried? <laughs> like, seriously, you, yeah. like this is their livelihood. Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, you had $100,000 and it was just, like, somewhere in your house. Yeah, You're just like, ah, it's just laying around, <laughs> right? You'd be like, okay, no, I need to know exactly where. <laughs> yeah. And so many people are like, hey, why don't you build fences so that the cattle all kind of stay in the same place? Hmm. And the ranchers would be like, well, we don't need to build fences, fences because we built wells. Oh, wow. Hmm. So, like, we don't need to gate them into a certain spot because what we did is we just bought we, – we built some wells – and we know that whenever they're thirsty, they'll come back and drink. Wow. And I think so many times in our life, like that's our challenge. Mm-hmm. We, we find something good and we're like, okay, let's build a fence around it. Mm. Let's just, but let's make it look like this. It has to be, it, rather than being like, okay, what are the things that bring us life, right? Maybe it's not the nine to five uh, corporate mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not the J-O-B and it's a side project. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's something, what are the things that bring you life and how can you just build a well? Wow. Rather than, well, how do I just keep this and make it look exactly, especially when it comes to other people. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, I, well, I, I'm good at designing your life <laughs> around me <laughs> yeah, yeah. rather than designing my life. How can we build wells? I know that's more ethereal. So it's more out there. But how can we build the things that bring us life? And that's where we're going to find the most health in designing our life instead of living by default. So awesome. let me ask you this. In what areas, like, did you start to give yourself permission to design your life? Like, get, get, get practical here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, honestly... 
I've only really recently started doing this, um, which is a little embarrassing at 26 years old, but... Hey, I'm 30, so (laughs) you got me beat by four years. (laughs) That's encouraging. Um, And John, I know you and I kind of had this conversation a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago on the phone, but I think I've just been realizing so much lately, and I think it's because I... I mean, this is a conversation we've already had, but created the space to really think about those things and analyze those things, but... um, you know, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, I grew up playing basketball and my life was literally dedicated to playing basketball, like for the first 22 years of it. Um, and as a result, my life was pretty much designed for me by my parents, by my coaches. Um, and they all had my best interest in mind. And I fully believe that, but I, my life was designed for me and it was designed around basketball. And so that was great for the first 22 years when I could play basketball. But then when my eligibility ran out, I was kind of just left with really no design for my life moving forward, only a design for my life looking backward that I could no longer keep up. And that was extremely hard for me. And it has been extremely hard for me for four years. Um, And what I realized is most every decision in my life was made for me. So I never had to trust myself enough to make decisions for myself. And then when I had to start making decisions for myself, I didn't trust myself. (laughs) And I mean, it's taken me literally four years to, to see that and to understand that. And so as a result, I was living by default and I didn't have a design. I didn't, I wasn't living intentionally and purposefully. And I kind of tried to channel all of that into my, my career. I, you know, just that, that, that striving, that wanting to, um, just be good at what I do. I tried to put that into my career and I burnt out so quickly and I was mentally and physically seeing the repercussions of that. And I don't think I showed that to a lot of people. I think there's maybe two or three people who could actually, you know, see that I was really, really struggling with that. And so, um, I, I already said this, but kind of at the end of, of, last year, end of 2021, I just decided that, you know what, exactly what you're saying, John, I have the permission to do what I feel is best for me, to do what I know is best for me. Um, and aside from God, really nobody else knows what's best for me (laughs) other than me and, and God. And so, um, yeah, quit corporate America and just kind of, again, took that pause and that break to really just evaluate where I am and what life do I want to live? What does that look like? And how do I move forward with that intentionally and purposefully? And, um, it does sound super silly. And Don, you mentioned TikTok, but, um, I literally just randomly on a whim one day posted this video of kind of just like the things that I was feeling, um, and have been struggling with honestly for the past four years and just feeling very alone in and posted a video and said like, am I the only one who feels this way? And there's 1.2 million views that say I'm not. And thousands of comments and literally every single one of them so kind with like the exception of two that I deleted, but <laughs> Will and I, I really, I really like John and Will, I didn't think that was you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it was just so freeing. Like it was so such a cool, like literally light bulb epiphany moment for me of like, I have been struggling for these past four years. One, feeling like I'm the only one that feels the way that I feel, which what I've learned is we're never as alone as we may think that we are. Um, And just like, I have a space, like we all have a space. We all have a platform, whether it's two people or 200,000 people, we have a space and we have a platform and we have a community and we have that influence to start the conversations that aren't 
being had or to find solutions that don't currently exist or, you know, just all of those things. And so, yeah, for me, I, I just, you know, in the past six months, exactly what you've said of just rediscovering and just deciding that moving forward, like I do have the permission. I do know what's, you know, best for me and just kind of trying to move forward and purposefully and intentionally kind of create that life moving forward. Well, I like that you were just a good steward of something that God gave you. Yeah. That's it, right? A good steward of the platform God gave you. And then, <clears throat> I mean, to to go a little bit further, then you posted something and you're like, oh, there's a lot of life here. Mm-hmm. Like this is a well, mm-hmm. like this, this is something like uh, people will come and drink. I'm going to come and drink from it. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that's life giving. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's incredible. That's how you do it. You, you tried something yeah. in its simplest form mm-hmm. in a vulnerable state. Right. And you're mm-hmm. just like, am I alone? Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. So good. So good. No, I, uh, in every area that I possibly can, I'm trying to live by design. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say probably it was a little over a month ago, maybe a couple months ago, where I was laying in bed and just felt the weight of the world in my chest. Hmm. And uh, if, if those that know me that are ever that ever interact with me, I'm typically a high energy mm-hmm. type of person. Um, you know, very like I, I, I love people, and uh, people feel that about me. But I had nothing left to give, mm-hmm. like scraping the bottom of the barrel. And I, it's the first time I ever felt this way. Uh, and, I, and I wouldn't, I mean, I, I, I am a person that doesn't like to throw around words like depression and anxiety because I believe people really, really, mm-hmm. like there are people out there who really, really go through that. I just, I, I've never been that person that's ever been able to walk in those shoes mm-hmm. uh, until I started talking to somebody and it was like, oh, like. This is a this is a form of depression that you're feeling right now, mm-hmm. um, and it's feeling the weight of life. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be a father. I didn't want to be a husband. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to leave my bed and do mm-hmm. anything. Um, and so it was <laughs> that moment where I'm just like, I don't love my life. I don't love the way like. So I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking around trying to figure out what is uh, what's out there. What else is out there? What else can I do? Um, and I didn't like any of them. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't like anything. I'm like, Oh, this is it. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to change my situation. I need to change my environment. I need to change how I look at things. Uh, what, what, what does life look like? And so through talking to friends through this guy on TikTok, um, <laughs> I, I found, I'm like, man, I can really design my life. Like I don't have to live this way. I don't have to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do things. I can build wells like you were talking about. I can do things that bring me joy. So, um, you know, obviously, like I said, I, we, we, we started a website and that's one thing that brings me joy. But then I started coaching football, like something that I enjoy <laughs> and I love so much. Um, things that, things that do bring me joy, uh, with like my job. So I started focusing more on those things and hanging out with, uh, with people more <laughs> and learning and, uh, and, and giving myself, giving myself permission to take my time figuring it out mm. because I am a very fast result based person mm-hmm. where, uh, I need to go zero to 60 in two seconds. Totally. Uh, it is a sprint. My life is a sprint. Um, but realizing that, okay, let's slow things down. That results in success. Don't take a day, mm-hmm. uh, that it may, it's going to be a marathon. And so through that learning new skills, learning myself, uh, a guy told me, a friend of mine told me that one of the greatest gifts that I can give to my family, uh, is a healthier version of me. Mm. And, uh, so that's, that is, so that moment of that low moment, I guess you could say, um, where 
I just looked around and I didn't love what I was seeing. I didn't mm-hmm. love who I was when I looked in the mirror. Um, that's when I was like, okay, I, I need to do this. And it's so crazy that I'm really good at giving that advice. You go back to the last <laughs> podcast and I, you hear me say it. And I, I feel so hypocritical saying it because I really did feel we like I was are. living yeah, my life totally by are. design. But, uh, you know, thinking with the end in mind, there's a book that we always reference by Stephen Covey where, you know, we talk about these things about visualizing your life. And I really thought that I was, but I look back on it and I'm like, man, like mm-hmm. I've been really living by default this whole time. So <laughs> I, I love living, but I love this life that I'm doing right now. Uh, waking up at 5 a.m. to work out. It's like, it's so goofy. <laughs> You're like, oh, absolutely not. And That's you know what's awesome. crazy? I actually wake up at 5 a.m. to take a shower. And I take a shower before the workout because I love taking showers. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but that's my, that's my, <laughs> that's my gratitude time. That's my thankful. That's my prayer time. That's my time right there. And then I'm ready to start the day. So it's like finding things about myself mm-hmm. and learning how I'm wired um, has really produced good fruit, uh, you know, in, in every other area of my life. So marriage included, that's you know, good. fatherhood, stuff like that. So. Yeah, I love that. And you don't have to be mad, right? About past, it, like, I like that, <clears throat> you know, you're not pissed about it. You're like... I'm celebrating the enlightenment that mm-hmm. I thought I was living by <laughs> design. Turns out I wasn't. Yeah. And that's awesome it because is. now you yeah. have a better perspective. Right. Totally. Right. 100%. And that's, and that's what matters when it comes to that. And I think so many people are like, well, this makes me happy. So I'm going to do that. Mm. And, and that's how you design your, You're like, okay, well this makes me happy. So that's how I'm going to design my life. Okay. Like if my kid got sick and was in the hospital, I'm not like, well, I'm not going to go to the hospital because it doesn't make me happy. Mm. Right. No, my kid matters. Mm-hmm. That's why I go. Right. So what we do is we design our lives around things that matter, matter yes. not right. things that make us happy or set, you know, it's not an emotion thing because one of the buildest, uh, one, one of like the biggest things is this, is to find things that own you and find a way to own it. So and it's not a <clears throat> try harder, Good. just really grab. If it's owned and you just Grind really grab out. the bull yeah. by the horn, yeah. like it's that's not it. Right. It's admitting that you're getting owned. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like th- this is kind of the some of the start of my journey where it's like, okay, I am uh, just a puppet to everybody else's time. Like mm. people message me and I respond. Like my I, as in technology, um, I was starting to do some ministry stuff, and it's like, oh my gosh, my time is. Um, just getting sucked with yeah. it. Like I can schedule something out, but it never happens. And I feel like my day gets wasted. And one of the first things was like, okay, how do I, um, like, how do I just not respond right away? Well, if I don't see the notification, I yep. won't respond right away. Yeah. Right. That's, that's maybe a start. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, I saw all these people that had designed like their home screens on their phone, like mm. stupid, so small. You're like, that's not going to change your life in any type of way. Um, but it did because wow. I like designed it that way where I didn't see the notification. And then I responded to people on my time, mm-hmm. not theirs, mm-hmm. <laughs> because unpopular opinion, my time is more important than your time because mm. it's my time totally. and your time is more important than my time because it's your time. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like that's what matters. It's yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are the steward of it. So nobody mm-hmm. else can steward it. Well, right. Uh, and nobody died. It's crazy. crazy. Like I responded on crazy. my time. I almost did. when you, did. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so. it's, it's great. No one's died yet. Right. So crazy. it's yeah. still working where it's just like, it, it can be the smallest thing, right? So keep it in the most simplest form, but also find out like, what is owning you? Mm. Let's recognize that. Yeah. Mm. Like this is owning me. This is consuming me. It's, it's actually holding me back from being a good steward of what God's given me. Mm-hmm. And let's just admit that. And then let's dive into it because you awesome. have the answers. You do, totally. right? Heather, you, you talked about that, right? Um, we all have the answers within us, especially if like, if God is within us, then yeah. like, you know, yeah. God's going to lead us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the way that that works. And so yeah. um, one of my last questions is this, what advice would you give to somebody who's been living by default? Mm. 
if somebody mm. is listening to this and they're just like, <laughs> I haven't designed a thing in my life, or they're like, maybe I thought I was living by design, yeah. but I'm actually, I'm, I'm realizing I'm living by default. How do you wake them up? Like, wh- yeah. what advice would you give? Or, you know, it was like, what's my first step? Yeah. Well, I would say is the first thing into your point is it's not too late. I don't care if you're 99 years old, if you have life left to live, then it's not too late to design the life that you want to live. Um, but I would also say that life is short, like really short and it's too short to be stuck, (laughs) especially in the most formative years of it. Right. And so I, I just think it's so important to understand exactly what you're saying, John, like what gives you energy, what takes all of your energy away and how do I redesign and restructure, um, just today to make it better, you know? And I think a lot of times too, we're, we're always thinking like, okay, I want to be a millionaire by 30, or I want to do this or have this job or this position by then. And we can be paralyzed by the severity and like just the pressure of that. When, what can I do today? I can restructure my home screen. I can set calendar blocks so that I'm getting the work done that I need to be done or, you know, spending the the time that I need to be spending. Um, and again, it's just giving yourself that, that permission. But um, again, super practical kind of person. And I always need like a tool that, you know, can help me do things like this or an exercise. And so, um, again, with, with those professors that I was talking about, they have an exercise that they do with their students at Stanford every single year that is so cool. And it's so simple. And you already kind of said it earlier. Um, you didn't even mean to John, you're just so stinking smart. Wow. <laughs> no yeah. one's ever said that. About yeah. Me. <laughs> Plot twist. He's actually a professor. At Stanford, so. yeah. The professor is John. <laughs> adjunct professor online. Um, anyway, but they have this exercise for life design. And I think that's even the the title of the class is design your life. Um, and they call it the three odyssey plans. And so it's really just this idea that imagine for a second that you could live in several parallel universes simultaneously. And I know this sounds like really, it's really Marvel <laughs> crazy, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll land the plane. I mean, this is some Rick and Morty stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll land the plane. Um, so, so think about it, right? Like you can be a ballerina, a scientist, a CPA, literally whatever you wanted to be. And like I said, they do this with their students every year. And on average, what they found, and this is hilarious to me, but most people think that they have about seven and a half really good lives that they could live, right? Which is about four and a half more than I think I could do personally. But, um, but the professors are like, that's great. Like you, you, there are more than one life inside of you. Like, that's cool. Let's, 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 let's explore that. And so they, um, kind of, they use the terminology of ideate their future. And so, um, they do it just with three lives in the exercise, but they give them this rubric and, and life one is the life and the job that you're already living, but better, like just make it better. Right. So you put all of the bucket list stuff that you want to do, you know, maybe you want to take this big trip or you want to write a book or you want to bicycle across the country, whatever it is, it's your life and your job as you're living it, but your job is just great. You wouldn't change a thing. Right. Um, and then your life includes all these other just like extra interesting, fun things that you get to do. So that's your first life. Your second life is, you know, your job doesn't exist anymore, right? AI and robots came, take it over. You don't, it's, it's not your job anymore. Now what? What do, you, what do you do with your life now? And then your third life, this is kind of your wild card. This is like your home run, right? So what would you do if you didn't have to worry about money at all? Like money's not an issue. You're not like Kim Kardashian, but like the bills are paid, right? So like Will Maxwell. Totally. Okay. Like you can get the McFlurry if you want that kind of. (laughs) If the ice cream machine's not broken. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. Right. So, um, you know, money's not an issue. You, what, what would you, what would you do? Dream job. You knew that no judgments, nobody could make fun of you. Like there's no fear of any of that things. Like what, what would you do? 
And what happens, and, and right, that's so simple, right? Like that's probably something that you've heard before. It's like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail, right? Those kind of things. But when they put those three lives together, what they found over the years is that these parallel lives, they're all pretty interesting, but more importantly, they're doable. And they realize that there's all of these things, these life ideas, these big dreams that they've had, but just through the business of life and the, the current job that they're living, the current lives that they're living, they've just abandoned them for whatever reason, just somewhere along the, uh, along the road, they've told themselves, or maybe somebody has told them that it's a too big dream. It's a too big goal and they can't do it. But when they put these lives together on paper, they're like home run, like life number three is so doable. It's so attainable. And I'm so encouraged by that exercise because I'm like, there are so many things that I'm like, my home run life is literally so simple. I've already done half of it. I quit my job. <laughs> like, I'm literally halfway there. And statistically through doing this, you know, over the years with these students, like so, so many of them have completely pivoted, completely changed their lives and realized like this pipe dream that I thought I had, I could literally do in the next three years, you know? And so, um, again, it's just a really practical, tangible thing that you can do. And if you're like me, that you need something like that, just to see it on paper, just to see how attainable some of those things are. Um, I think that could be just a really good way for you to start seeing, you know, am I living by default and really how plausible it is to live by design. Wow. So good. I, uh, what advice I would give someone, man, for me, I had to really write out my day. I had to, well, let me, let me start off with before that. Most of what I'm passionate about is rooted in my family. Hmm. So creating the table to have conversations, tough conversations about race is so that way my son and, and daughter don't have to grow up in a world mm-hmm. uh, where, where, where this happens to them, where the mm-hmm. things that have happened to me are happening to other people around the world uh, don't have to happen to them. Hmm. Uh, and, and, so on and so forth. So uh, to be a to be a better husband, to be around, to be able to play football, to be able to you know do these things with, with my kids and whatever. So to f- have that at the center of uh, so d- discovering what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. what kind of life do you want to live? What what does what fulfills you? Not just makes you happy. Not just you know like oh I want a Lamborghini, cool. <laughs> uh, which is you know one thing that my five year old is wanting like crazy right now. But I'm like oh, it costs more than all of our houses. Um, but the um, but just finding what that thing is and then designing around it. So mm-hmm. um, how can I be a better father? Well, okay, these are the things that would would make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, me being healthier, me going to therapy, me going, mm-hmm. uh, me carving out time to make sure I can play with them and take them on walks and, totally. and doing these things. What would make me a good husband? Okay, scheduling date nights on the calendar. Okay, this, and, and then not even have to think about it. Set and forget, you know, if, if your life allows that. I understand people's schedules are, you know, not as flexible or not as, but if you can make it, hey, Thursday night, this is what we do. Hey, uh, you know, every day at 5.30, you're you're on the bike. You're getting, you're going for a ride. Uh, you know something like that where you can do that. But I think if you were to write out your day, so mm-hmm. just go about your day and write down what you do. I think you would realize that it is more default than you think it is. Yeah. Uh, so like the from the meetings that you go to, from the yeah. conversations you have, from the text messages that you answer, from <laughs> the things that you get distracted by. Like I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but one two minute phone call can take up to forty five minutes. Like it'll turn into that. Or you you comment something on Facebook and now you're you're locked into that Facebook comment oh, thread forever. Like like these are things that, these are default. You think it's by design, but you really just yeah. you chose to go down the slide that you have no. Control 
control right. how long yeah. it is, how, when does it end, or anything like that. But if you were to be conscious of the day that you had, take one day or take the week and really just map it out, write it out, and you're like, man, like, mm-hmm. how much of this do I need to cut out? How mm-hmm. much of this do I need to strip off? How much is this is, is, is dead weight that is holding me back from what I actually knew? Like, I love what you said. Like, you message thing, you message people back and respond to people on your time mm-hmm. because it's so valuable. Like, if you were to take that, then you've allowed other people to hijack your day. Now you're living by their design. Mm-hmm. Like, you're now in default and not by design. So uh, I think if you if people can do that, uh, and then, uh, just, just taking those necessary steps, I think will be super helpful. Yeah. And I, I, you know, my big takeaway from all this is that <laughs> you can change your circumstances all you want, hmm. but you can't get away from you. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Wherever so you like go, you are. wherever you yeah. go, you are, yeah. you can have a new position. You can be in a new place. Exactly. You can be a, like all these, you can be in a new relationship. You can get a new person around you. You can't get away from you. Mm-hmm. So like... In the things that you're designed. Now, sometimes you do have to change the circumstances <laughs> to change you. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes totally. you do. Most of the time you don't. Yeah. Most of the time you can actually change you without changing any of your circumstances. And there's a way to grab. Now, once you change yourself enough, then you're realizing, okay, I'm being held back by a certain circumstance, whether that's a job or a boss or mm-hmm. a person or a, you know, whatever that is, then we can, like, then you can go there. But so many times we're like, well, yeah, but if I just lived by the ocean, then I'd go <laughs> surfing every day and my morning routine would be completely different. No, it wouldn't. Because you are you. That's Cause so Because your morning routine can be different now. Right. But you're choosing to yeah. put it on a circumstance. That's so yeah. true. Like, well, I just don't work out because, like, my equipment is old and dusty <laughs> and I don't have very much. If, uh, believe you. If you looked up some YouTube videos, you'd be like, oh, I do have a pull-up yeah. bar in my house somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> but you, you feel like you need a full-out home gym to be right. able to do the things you want to do. That's you, so good. Forget about your circumstances. Um, you can't get away from you. So you are what needs to change. Wow. And you are what needs to take control of that. And if we believe God's in us, right, and we believe he's guiding us and he's leading us, then you can lean in on that. My goal isn't just lean in on the Holy Spirit, okay? And he'll <laughs> lead. Like, but he does. He directs your path. Yeah, so, totally. like, if you're honest and real about some things that are owning you and you do say, search my heart, oh God, mm-hmm. right? See the wicked ways in me. Set me on the path that you want for me. Like, I promise you, you will start to design your life because his paths are better than ours. <laughs> so it will actually change you. Mm-hmm. And in return, I do think some circumstances will change. Totally. But I think that's a byproduct of you changing rather than you changing your circumstances first. Good. And so that's the challenge for all of us here that we get to live out. And hopefully, um, hopefully it doesn't take six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully it just takes a week. So uh, we hope to see you guys again soon. We love you. We love getting to hang out with you. If you got any questions, what is the point at northpointchurch.tv? You can always email us and uh, we'll respond back. Peace. Peace. See ya.